Welcome into another edition of Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander, and today we talk with two of our recent track and field All-Americans, Sarah Hendrick and Jack Ray. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank, this is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. So last week, Jack and Sarah represented Kennesaw State on the national stage at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon for the track and field national championships and produced All-American results. Jack, a second-team All-America, and Sarah, a first-team All-America performance. For Jack, he placed in the pole vault. That was the first athlete in Kennesaw State history and a Sun Conference history to place in the men's pole vault. And he got as high as the 5.30 meter mark for the senior who finished his season with seven top 10 finishes. So we get to hear from Jack and his 10th place finish in the pole vault for what his experience was like at the end of the season leading up to Oregon, his time in Oregon, and similar conversations with Sarah. Now, Sarah became the first athlete in KSU history to reach the finals in a track event when she did so in the 800 meters. She finished in fifth place which is the best finish in the 800-meter in ASUN conference history. Truly record-breaking results for Sarah and Jack. And we have a great conversation for their experience, again, leading up to it, their time in Oregon, and now for Sarah, what's ahead as she gets set for Olympic trials. It's Sarah Hendrick and Jack Ray with us on Inside the Nest. For the first time in the history of Inside the Nest, we are joined by not one, but two All-Americans. Jack Ray, Sarah Hendrick with us, who just represented Kennesaw State on the national stage at the NCAA Track and Field Championships out in Oregon at Hayward Field. Guys, we are so excited to have you with us. One, congratulations on an outstanding finish to the outdoor season at the ASUN Championships broke records there, and then went on to represent at the NCAA championships. And again, All-America honors for the both of you. One, welcome back to the East Coast. And two, my first question is, how did the experience, the entire experience being out there, live up to what your expectations were? And Sarah, we'll go ladies first. We'll start with you. Okay. Um, you know, I went out there like with, with pretty high expectations and they still got exceeded. It's like, it was, cr it was crazy. The, the state itself is beautiful. The town is awesome with all of the people that just love track. There's so many track things there. And it's like, you know, track really isn't that big of a sport like football. So seeing that, like that was their football, the town was really, really cool. And the track, Oh my God. It, it was like, it was like, it was fake. It was so cool. It was huge. And it was, everything was new and clean and just made for track. And it was so cool. And everyone there that, that there was like so many fans there and they would clap for everyone. Of course they would cheer louder for Oregon, but they would cheer for everyone. They would clap for everyone. It was awesome. The energy was awesome. The whole thing was amazing. If I could go back into my sport, I definitely will, would. And how about for you, Jack? Honestly, 
Uh, it exceeded all expectations that I had, just like Sarah said. I mean, I saw tons of videos about everything um, to do with the stadium before I got out there because I wanted to know what I was going into, you know. And the stadium that they have built out there, they, there's videos on it that say that it was made with the athlete in mind. And I think that was 100% the case because it was such a great experience to go out to Oregon and be able to compete at such a great facility. Y'all talked about the fans that were out there and, and watching the TV broadcast. We could hear the fans cheering towards the end of ever, every one of the events, and, and especially with some of the field events, too, after everyone would clear the bars or go their distance. For a competitor, from y'all's standpoint, in the typical track and field events, you don't have anywhere near that crowd. Did that affect your performance at all? Yeah, I would honestly say so, um, especially with COVID. You know, it's been really hard uh, this entire year with our meets. I mean, our family members can't come to a lot of them and stuff like that. So it was actually really nice for once to have that showing of people out there because, I mean, it's been tough this whole year, like I said, and to have that energy, to have that many people out at the track, yes, it really did help me jump higher. Yeah, I definitely agree. They, they pay attention to everything, which is awesome because sometimes only track meets can be about running, but track meets are about every event. And so I love that they would pay attention to high jump, triple jump, pole, vault, running, everything that was going on. It was so cool. And honestly, I think it did help my performance because it, I just, when you hear like the roar of the crowd, like you can't help but like try to go faster so it was, um, it was so cool. And I love the clapping at the end. They always clap for everyone. It's, it's just a really great crowd of people. And I love that they're just so into everything that they watched. It was so cool. Another factor is the TV aspect aired on yeah. national television. Did that have an effect too? Did y'all feel the cameras at all? Did you look for the cameras after any of the events? Um. I definitely saw the cameras before I raced. I really tried to ignore everything that was going on because I was already pretty nervous. I didn't want to get more like distracted by the cameras and stuff like that. But I definitely didn't try to look into any of the cameras except for after the after the race and after the prelims, I think is the only time I actually looked directly in the camera and I was like paying attention to it. But they were they were definitely in your face if you're doing something where you just when you're here and they they were like all up in your face and you were like oh my gosh this is so weird because you're not used to that yeah the the tv aspect of it was something that was really cool it's something that i had never experienced before and it was something i'm very grateful for because um a lot of times with pole vault and the field events they won't have good coverage of it but they really showed out and they really did a good job of representing us this time Sarah Hendrick, Jack Ray, two Kennesaw State All-Americans that just competed at the NCAA Track and Field Championships out in Eugene, Oregon, joining us here on Inside the Nest. Guys, I want to go back now to the ASUN Championships, the Outdoor Championships in Jacksonville, Florida, which helped propel you to this opportunity to go out to Oregon. And, and Jack, starting with you, you and I chatted at the Dot Martin Scholarship Classic at the beginning of May before the championships. And you were saying how excited you were. You had your eyes on the championships and you wanted to go set records and break a sun records. Uh, fast forward to what happened in Oregon. Yeah. You got there and 
the first Kennesaw State A-Sun athlete to place and, and earn All-America honors in the pole vault. Going back to Jacksonville in that moment, why did you have such a lofty goal? Why did you feel like that was tangible for you? Honestly, I feel like that is a product of what we expect from each other on our track team. I mean, it's really easy to say, okay, I'm good at pole vault, but I'm not going to the Olympic trials like Sarah, Paris, Quazon, JT, all the other athletes we have on our team. So I expected it from myself to come out and to set those records to do well and follow suit like the rest of my teammates have. I mean, we expect a lot from each other here on our track team. I think that that's what makes us such good as a team as a whole. Sarah, do you feel the same way? Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely agree 100%. I, I think a lot of like people who are um, accelerating are setting these big goals. Like, hey, I don't just want to score. I don't just want to medal. I want to win. I want to break records. I want to make sure that my name is stamped in that Asian record book at least for a year. So, Jack, after you had the success down in Jacksonville, what was it like from your mental standpoint of celebrating and enjoying a goal met and then looking forward to the NCAAs? It was it was an unreal feeling because, I mean, last year with COVID taking away our outdoor season, a lot of us hadn't hadn't been to a national championship or even competed in the first round of a national championship. So to come out after all of that stuff going through it and for it all to end up being worth it was a feeling that I don't think I'll ever be able to replicate. It was a big sigh of relief to be able to come out and perform at the level that I wanted to perform at. And Sarah, for you in Jacksonville, named the most outstanding track performer, won the 800 meter, won the 1500 meter as well. Going back to one of the conversations that you and I had on Inside the Nest towards kind of the beginning of when COVID started, mm. of what you were doing to train, fast forward to where you are now, how satisfying is that for everything that you put in to see the rewards and reap the benefits of it? It's indescribable. Like to remember all the long days in quarantine being like, when is this going to end? I need to race. I'm going to go absolutely insane because I'm, I'm a three season athlete. Usually I'm racing like all year. And when the summer comes, I'm like, oh, finally I get to rest. But I was dying with the long days and just waiting at the no cross country. So it, it feels awesome to, to know. I think quarantine really did get me into super good shape though. So although COVID was, was terrible, and it shocked the world. It definitely helped me be a better runner at the end of the day. So I can't complain too much about that. Jack, wh what did you do back in COVID to keep your skills in the pole vault sharp? I mean, it's not like everyone just has a pole vault out in their front yard <laughs> that they can go jump on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So back during quarantine, I was able to go to a club that I went to in high school called uh, Flicky Stick Pole Vault, formerly Georgia Pole Vault when I was there. And um, through them, I was able to go jump, um, compete at some meets down at Life University. And uh, yeah, just try to get back into the swing of things over quarantine. I kind of I threw myself just straight back into it, started competing and stuff like that. 
might not have been the best choice just to come straight back out and start pole vaulting again, but it definitely worked out in the end. You're exactly right with that. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Inside the Nest with Sarah Hendrick and Jack Ray from Kennesaw State Track and Field. If you are, please rate this podcast, like it, subscribe to it on wherever you're listening right now. That's where we're at. We're on every single podcasting platform that's in the mainstream. You can search us on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify. We're there. Hit us up every single week. We profile the 1KS community. Let's get back to it on Inside the Nest with Sarah Hendrick and Jack Ray. So guys, I want you all to walk me through a bit of your itinerary and your memories from leaving Kennesaw and heading out to Oregon. Did you all travel together? What coaches were out there? What was your first experiences like going to the stadium and your your first glimpse of Oregon. Take me back to the travel in those first days. Okay, yeah. So we left Kennesaw um, early Monday morning of last week. I was going to be the first person to compete on that Wednesday. Um, so we went ahead and we got on the plane and we caught a connection in Denver. And then flying into Oregon, um, I really, really noticed the trees. I noticed how beautiful the state was from the air and everything. And then that was met by just an absolutely amazing facility. When we showed up at the track, it was just, it was unreal to me to see how much people can, how much money people can put into the sport of track and field. Um, yeah. So we left Monday and it was the longest day ever. That was the longest flights of my life. <laughs> Um, just being really anxious to get there and see and being excited. Um, but um, when we got there, I, I don't remember if we went straight to the track, but we, me and Coach Gray at least went to the track. Um, I'm pretty sure we met Jack there because I think we had a COVID test. And uh, we also saw the football stadium. Everything was huge and new, and it was, it was just crazy to be in Oregon at that point. And um, I really think that the, the track exceeded all expectations, like we've been saying. And then me and Coach Ray went to Track Town Pizza, which is like the staple of Eugene. You go to nationals. So it was really cool to um, get like a 5K pizza. I think I got the Olympian pizza. And it was just so cool to see like a little restaurant dedicated to track. It was so awesome. And then Tuesday, me and Coach Wright actually went to 
um, a national park. It was called Crater Lake, and it was that was like unreal. It was like super, super pretty. Um, it was like a volcano that like erupted in on itself, and now it's like a crater. It was so cool to see that. Um, and then pretty much from then on, it was just about racing at that point. So nothing too exciting happened those next couple of days. But yeah, it was super cool, super fun experience. I'll vouch for a track town pizza too. If any of y'all are ever in Eugene, definitely go. Okay, so what kind of what's what's on this Olympian pizza? And then Jack, what pizza did you get? Um, I got the Olympian, and I can't remember. I think it was like olives, pepperoni, sausage, and like mushrooms or something like that. It was like really random, but it was it was actually really good. I was, I kind of had low expectations because it looks like a little hole in the wall, but you know. Sometimes the hole in the walls be the best restaurants like, mm-hmm. to eat at. So it was actually pretty good. I got the um, pole vaulter pizza, and uh, mine had <laughs> <laughs> mine had uh, tomato on top, uh, red on red peppers, um, and then Italian sausage. It was great. <laughs> so as much as we want to talk about nutrition with athletes, really the key is to have a good pizza and then you show up and you perform that. that that's what the secret yes. sauce is. Yes. 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 A hundred percent pizza all the way. Pizza or pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Um, hasn't quite worked out for me that way, but maybe I'm just not eating the right pizza. Good, right. good, good to know. Okay. Uh, Sarah crater Lake. Wow. I did not expect this to come up in the interview. I have been dying to go out of Oregon to go see crater Lake. I love yeah. national parks. So I've heard the water there is a different shade of blue. Is that true? It's gorgeous. It's like a deep, deep blue. It's like, it's, it's literally so pretty. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, a, it's like you wouldn't expect water to be that deep of a blue. Like it was, it was gorgeous and it was huge. It was ginormous. Bray didn't make you go to the bottom and run back up the top for training, right? <laughs> no, I would have died. We were at altitude too. It was like 7,000 feet altitude. Ooh, I think I definitely would have died, but no, he didn't. <laughs> well, th- that's another part too of being out on the West Coast. And I probably should have done my research thinking of this. But mm-hmm. did, did y'all feel any difference in the altitude being out there in your time in Eugene? Um, I didn't, personally. I definitely, uh, I definitely felt that time change. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm feeling it more now than I was out there. I just, I, I did not want to wake up this morning. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you on Inside the Nest. Sorry for the jet lag. Can't no, control fine. that right now. Jack Ray and Sarah Hendrick are two All-Americans from Kennesaw State Track and Field joining us on Inside the Nest. Well, let's go back to the events now. And Jack, I want to start out with you. And, and this is your time there is such a great story because you didn't clear the bar your first attempt, your first two attempts, but you got it with 5.15 meters. Then you got it with 5.3 meters. How were you able to bounce back after failing at first? Honestly, a big factor out there when we first started competing was the weather. Um, so at the beginning of the men's pole vault, it started raining really hard. The, uh, the pit was covered in water. The box was full of water. It was very tough conditions to compete in. Um, I, was, I was very fortunate to be able to go towards the end of the order. Um, but during my first two attempts at that opening bar, it was raining really hard. Sarah was, Sarah was there to watch that. It was, it was pretty tough, but 
um, I was fortunate enough to have some good weather there at the end of my first, uh, my first bar. And that's what helped me to get over that. And then of course, going and talking to coach James, getting some information about how I'm jumping, how I'm running, all those other things really helped me to get over that 5:30 bar. How did you have to adjust with the rain and, and what tips did coach James give you? Coach James had told me that it had seemed like I was slowing down towards the end of the box. I was hitting it a little bit hesitantly, uh, which understandably so. If you were to go back and watch the men's pole vault, you'd see how many people were landing up short just because of uh, speed issues. But we ended up uh, moving up poles, getting onto some longer sticks uh, for the next bar. He made some good calls on how I should adjust my step, and he helped me to get over a bar that I hadn't cleared until two weeks ago. So it was a really great day. I really, really, really am happy with how everything turned out. That is impressive. Hadn't gotten that till two weeks before. In, in your season, whether it was this year or at any point previous, had you ever had to battle the rain in an event like that? I had had to jump in the rain one time in high school. And then generally at other meets, they will stop if there is bad rain. But they were trying to stick with the TV schedule is what the guy was telling us. So now you have found out how TV ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jack Ray earned second team All-America honors, the first Kennesaw State athlete and first in the ASUN conference to place in the men's pole vault. Jack, you had seven top 10 finishes this year, a couple of victories. You set the KSU record and you set that ASUN conference championship record that you had talked about down in Jacksonville, an incredibly successful season. And Jack Ray, a name that will be remembered. You are in the Kennesaw State and the ASUN record books. If you could take a moment to reflect on your time at Kennesaw State, what stands out to you? So some people don't know this about me, but I've been to this. Kennesaw is my third school that I've been to in college. And to me, Kennesaw is very special because coming from a big division one SEC school like Tennessee, I had high standards. And honestly, up to this point, all of those standards have been met. I've been welcomed onto this track team with open arms. I have tons of friends on our team. I love my coach. I love our head coach. I love all of our support staff and our trainers. I'm just very, very grateful for all the things that Kennesaw has done for me to get me to where I am right now. And so to, to anyone, anyone of y'all listening, just thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done to help me this year. Great words, Jack. We appreciate that. And, and Sarah, for you, let's go back to your events. Uh, you started out in the semis of the 800 meters, uh, ran 203.17, and that that got you into the finals. Uh, with that, you, you finished fourth in the semis, think you won a heat, and you became the, the first final qualifier in a track event in Kennesaw State's history, continuing this big upswing in our track and field program. Once you got past that semifinals and you got the, the birth in the finals, you're already somewhat confident. Did that boost your confidence and your spirits even more? Um, yeah, well, first I want to say, like, Jack, super proud of you. This kid works so hard. And I was amazed at the prelim meet in Jacksonville to see him clear that bar. It was super 
awesome to watch and he was so excited it just as another person who's on this level I just love seeing other people accomplish their goals as well and especially if they're my teammate so I was happy to have someone to come with me so I just wanted to say that but um Yes, yeah. Um, the prelim in Jacksonville is always like it's super nerve wracking because anything could happen. You can fall and not make it, even though you know that you probably could. You could get bumped around. You could get caught up in 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 the race and get boxed in, and someone out kicks you. There's so many unpredictable things that can happen. But being able to finish fifth at the East Regionals which was the fastest East regionals that I like ever happened in NCAA. I'm pretty sure they said um, was awesome. It, it really gave me a boost of confidence. Like you said, going into nationals, I was super confident in the prelim round of that because I knew that everyone in the East was pretty fast. And I knew there's going to be a few West people in there. Not that they're not talented, but I just feel like, going coming from a really fast prelim or regionals gives you way more confidence than if you're coming in a slower one so it was it was really nice and I, I got really lucky with my heat as well I, I feel like that I got really good people to run with that way we aren't running too slow and we aren't running too fast and we're just running the 800 race how we're supposed to be running in my opinion but Coach Bray might disappear. I mean, might uh, disagree with me. <laughs> um, but I got really lucky with that. And the prelim of nationals had me on cloud nine. That was super awesome. I loved that experience. Um, I think it just really shows like everything I've learned from the season. Um, Coach Bray made me, well, he didn't make me, but he really wanted me to run the 1500 a lot. And um, especially at conference, I did not want to run the 15 and the 800. Um, I just wanted to run either or, but he really convinced me to do both. And I'm really, really glad that he did. He's always right. And it's so annoying, but <laughs> but he's always right about things like that. And it was it was it helped me so much at that level with racing and like just being able to take the the opportunities that open up during racing is 800 you don't have a lot of time to think you got to take what's thrown at you and if you hesitate then you're probably not going to do as well as you could have and going into the final of, of nationals I was pretty nervous but I definitely made a few mistakes in my racing I could have definitely positioned better but I'm moving up from indoors. I got eighth indoors. Now I'm fifth. So I can't be too mad at myself. But yeah, I was very confident going into national prelims and going, I was oh, pretty, pretty confident going to the finals. So now for you, you're going back to Hayward Field June 18th through the 27th in Eugene for the Olympic trials and the 800 meter. Now, you and I spoke before this recording saying how you grew up watching the Olympics with your mom. Here you are in the Olympic trials, striking distance from heading to the Olympics. How did that happen, Sarah Hendrick? You know what? I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, but it's, um, it's been a lot of work, a lot of, lot of determination. I've always been someone who just, if I set a goal, I need to accomplish it or else I 
will go crazy. So the fact that I used to really tell people in high school and even my parents that I wanted to go to the Olympics. And I used to play softball. So I really thought it was gonna be somehow through softball, but here we are running track. And the fact that I used to watch the Olympics every single year with my mom, every year she loves the Olympics. I love the Olympics, um, both Olympics, but especially the Summer Olympics and watching track and field and being like, wow, they are so good. They're so fast. These people are crazy fast. I don't know if I could ever be that fast. And now I'm going to the trials. And although it's not the Olympics, it's definitely, like you said, within within reach, way more within reach than two or three years ago. And it's just, it's crazy. It's a lot of, a lot of um, sacrifice, honestly, but it's worth everything to be right there and accomplish a really, really big goal. So what's your game plan from now until your return to Eugene? Um, uh, really just resting up and, uh, and what coach Bray would say, fine tuning the machine <laughs> and just like having a few workouts to get the legs moving and, and just like stay, I'm already very in shape. So I, we just need to just like, like he said, fine tune it and fine tune my, my running and, um, hopefully be able to make the semis in the final, but we'll see what happens. There's some very talented women. I think 53 women hit the standard to go to the Olympic trials. So it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And then of course, have an Olympian pizza when you're out there again, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. This guys is the good luck. <laughs> Sarah Hendrick, Jack Ray, two Kennesaw State All-Americans had incredible record-breaking seasons. Thank you so much for joining us on Inside the Nest this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. We know you're concerned for your health, but rest assured, we are here for you. Our hospitals, health parks, and offices are open and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. So best of luck to Sarah coming up. Congratulations on the two of them and the entire Kennesaw State track and field program for a sensational season and especially at the national level. I'm Nolan Alexander. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, go Owls.